Yo, what is good, folks? It's your boy, Sports PSP. Welcome to another episode of Commander's Demand. Hope everyone is enjoying a fantastic Monday. Um, Big, big day for the Commanders. They're coming off a great win yesterday against the Atlanta Falcons, 24-16. to 16. And um, so much to talk to regarding yesterday's game. So stay tuned because Commander's Demand starts right now. You're watching Commander's Demand with your host, Sports PSP, exclusively on the Grid Network. Good evening, folks. It's your boy, Sports PSP. Welcome to the Sports PSP podcast. It's a podcast in which your boy, Sports PSP, discusses things surrounding the Washington Commanders. Also, folks, before I talk about yesterday's game, please go like and subscribe to the Grid Network, and please go also like and subscribe to the Sports PSP podcast as well. Now, let's talk about yesterday's game between the Washington Commanders and the Atlanta Falcons. The Washington Commanders won yesterday 24 to 16. And um here are some key points that I took from yesterday's game. First, let's talk about Jamison Crowder's 61-yard punt return. Early in the game, Washington was trailing 7 to 3. And we had a hard time scoring points. We only managed to score three points in that game. Jamison Crowder's 61-yard punt return. Jamison Crowder, former player of the Washington Commanders. I mean, he almost took it to the house. And he put the Commanders in excellent, great position to score a touchdown. And we later did that drive because on a couple of plays later, Sam Howell connected with Antonio Gibson on a touchdown pass to put the lead 10 to 7. I think that the punt return, that's what sort of changed the momentum of the game. It put us in a position as far as Washington, as far as able to score points, as far as putting us in excellent field goal, um, excellent position to score a touchdown. And um, we capitalized in that in that um, drive and then so much more. I definitely think Jamison Crowder, what he did as far as with the punt return, definitely put us in a position to score points and produce points and win. So I want to take my hats off from that. My other key takeaways. Boy. Washington's defense came to play. Now, you know, folks, I've been very critical regarding the commander's defense this past season. Outside of the season opener against the Arizona Cardinals, albeit against the Arizona Cardinals, Washington's defense has been, to say the least, lackluster. You look at week two's game against the Denver Broncos, they gave up 33 points. Then you look at the Buffalo Bills. They gave up 30 points. 
Then you look at the Philadelphia Eagles. They gave up 34 points. Then you look at the Chicago Bears. I mean, they gave up 40 points. And our defense was not doing its part, especially our secondary. Now, Desmond Ritter did throw for over 300 yards. Okay, he did connect with Kyle Pitts on a touchdown pass to give Atlanta um, the first touchdown of the game. But our DBs, our secondary definitely stepped up when it mattered most. We got we got turnovers. Washington's defense came away with three turnovers in that game. Interception by a 23-yard return by Kendall Fuller. Benjamin St. Juice, the interception in the red zone that definitely put Washington in a position for us to keep the momentum going. And, of course, the interception that closed the game by Jamin Davis. I think, if I'm not mistaken, that's like his first interception in his career. I want to give a lot of credit to Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio because I've been constantly criticizing them. I still think they should go. I still don't trust them moving forward with the commanders. But at the same time, I am going to give them their due after what they did yesterday. The secondary, they stepped up. They did a better job, even though it was Desmond Ritter. But look. We did our part as far as winning the game. We definitely took care of um, our defense. Only managed, we only allowed the Atlanta Falcons to score 16 points. And this is an offense with Bijan Robinson, Kyle Pitts, Drake London. Drake London played great yesterday. He had nine catches for like 125 yards. But at the end of the day, we gave Desmond Ritter some problems. And Arthur Smith, still clueless to this day as a head coach as far as utilizing his talent, especially the offensive talent. But our defense came to play. We made some key stops. We stepped up when it matters most. That's what we need to be defensively. We need to play like this more consistently. When you when you go on the road and when you have no turnovers from an offensive standpoint, and I'll get into the offense later, and from a defensive standpoint, you held the opposing offense to just 16 points, 10 in the first half, meanwhile, six in the second half. Also, we did a great job stopping them to go for two. They um, Atlanta did try to go for a two-point conversion, but failed. So our, I, I thought the defense stepped up when it mattered most, man. I mean, when you play like when you play this well on both ends of the football field and no turnovers on offense, and meanwhile your defense takes three, has three turnovers, and you capitalize on that and you win the game, you deserve to win. And a lot of times you're going to win that way if you play like that. So... I'm going to give Washington's defense a lot of credit for this one. Then you look at the offense. Sam Howell looked sharp. 
He wasn't spectacular. He didn't throw for 300, 400 yards or whatever the case may be. But Sam Howell took care of the football. Unfortunately, he's still getting sacked a lot. Uh, a lot. I mean, he was sacked five times in that game. But Sam Howell was smart. Sam Howell went through his progressions. Sam Howell made the right decisions when it mattered the most. He delivered the ball on time. He connected on some touchdown passes to Antonio Gibson. I mean, the play by Eric Bieniemy for Curtis Samuel. And then on top of that, the screen pass to Brian Robinson Jr. Sam Howell looked very sharp. So I definitely think um, as far as the offensive standpoint, we played well. Could we have done a better job as far as running the football? Sure. Could we have also done a better job as far as protecting Sam Howell? Sure. All those things can be true, but at the end of the day, we got the job done. And at one point in that game, we were up 24 to 14, uh, 24 to 10. I mean, that was the largest lead in that game. Um, so I wanted to tip my hats off to the commander's offense and defense. I thought they played steady. I thought they played really solid football. And we needed that. I mean, we needed that, especially coming off really tough losses, especially to Chicago on Thursday night. I mean, the Eagles and then some. We needed to win this one. We couldn't start. We couldn't finish that week with a fourth consecutive loss. No, we couldn't do that. But I'm glad that Washington somehow, some way, they just managed to get the job done. So very impressed with that. Now let's look at um the other part. As I mentioned, um offense had zero turnovers in that game. Like I said, if you're an opposing team and whether opposing team, whether home or away, it doesn't matter where you are, home or away. If you do your part as far as taking care of the football, that speaks for itself. That just speaks for itself, and um, you're going to win that way. Anytime, whenever you take care of the football, compared to the other offense, more times than not, you are going to win. I just think it was a very impressive win by the Commanders, and I think that the Commanders definitely deserve a lot of credit and kudos in that regard. Also... Want to, um, I want to give a moment to silence to a very interesting story that I read. Um, and it's regarding the Washington Commanders and it's regarding, um, Charles Leno Jr. I'm reading a little bit here from an article of ESPN Washington Commanders left tackle Charles Leno Jr did not play in Sunday's game against the Atlanta Falcons after his wife shared on social media that she had a miscarriage. Miscarriage. Um, this is um, a statement from his wife, um, Jen Leno. She posted on Sunday morning that, quote, our baby girl, Peyton Mao Leno, gained her wings unexpectedly. 
Um, Jen Leno continues. She came into this world just like her big sisters, quick and fierce, and was such a fighter. Thanks to everyone who has poured so much love and prayer into us throughout this journey. Rest easy, sweet girl. And um, the commanders, prior to yesterday's game, they downgraded Leno um, for personal reasons. Here's a statement from commanders quarterback Sam Howell. Obviously, thoughts and prayers are with Leno and his family. It's super tough to hear something like that happen with one of our teammates and our brothers. So we're all behind him and supporting him and his family. We definitely miss him out there. We hope to get him back out soon. But there's a lot of things bigger than football. And God will be with his family and strengthen him throughout this time. Um, you know, I'm happy that the commanders were still able to win this one because of what Charles Leno went through. And um, hearts and condolences, you know, go to his family. As a matter of fact, um, I think it's appropriate that um, I should give um, a moment of silence real quick. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm just happy that the commanders, regardless of what Charles Leno was dealing with, and God bless him, hope he and the family is okay. I'm just glad that the commanders used that and found a way to win. And they did it for him, especially what he was dealing with. Um, so I'm really happy that they were able to get the job done and win. And hearing the statement from Sam Howell, um, was meaningful. So I am. So, you know, that that's all I got to say regarding that. So again, hearts and condolences go to Charles Leno and his family. And um, as for the commanders, um, great victory for them to go on the road. And it was a really tough win because, again, they weren't the favorites into this game. Prior to the game, the Atlanta Falcons were a two and a half point favorites to win. So happy that the commanders were able to get the job done that part. Can the commanders keep this up? Can the commanders keep this up? Because next week, and again, folks, Commanders Demand, the podcast will be on Wednesday, 9.30 p.m. I will make my pregame predictions um, between the commanders versus the New York Giants. Can they keep this up? I mean, it's interesting to see. I mean, look, it depends if you're the commanders. My concerns with this team has been the offensive line. I just don't think they have done a good job as far as protecting Sam Howell. And I also think that Sam Howell also runs himself into some sacks because he does hold on to the football a little too long. Um, Eric Bieniemy. I think the reason why, and I love having Eric Bieniemy on my team. I think the reason why he's on our team is because he takes away some of the play calling and the responsibility from Ron Rivera. With Eric Bieniemy, he's responsible for calling the place. And honestly, whether anyone wants to admit it or not, Kansas City. 
Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, they're missing Eric Bieniemy. Because even though that the Chiefs are still 4 and 1, they're still leading their division, they're one of the top teams in the AFC. Still they miss Eric Bieniemy because if you look at their offense, they just haven't been the same. Now obviously, of course, they don't have the difference maker, the speedster in Tyreek Hill, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. But at the same time, let's not discount or take away what Eric Bieniemy has done for Kansas uh, for Kansas City. And what he's doing for this uh, commander's offense with Sam Howell, who's in his first year as a starter, has been pretty uh, has been pretty solid. All I say with Eric Bieniemy and what he needs to do, he needs to um, not put so much on Sam Howell. Because after all, he is, what, 22, 23 years old and certainly nowhere near the talent of a Patrick Mahomes. He's not that. Can Sam Howell be solid, good on the NFL level? Only time will tell. But I damn but I definitely don't see Patrick Mahomes. I don't see Josh Allen. I don't see Joe Burrow. I don't see um the elite quarterbacks. That, that's not how I, I I will look at Sam Howell because I don't think he'll ever be that. But I do think he could be competent. I do think he could be a solid quarterback. At best case, he could be what? Uh, a Kirk Cousins. He could be a Kirk Cousins. I believe Eric Bieniemy can do enough to make Sam Howell, Kirk Cousins, quality quarterback, can put up some good numbers. But um, Sam Howell just needs more offensive line help, and he's got to do a better job getting rid of the ball faster. Now, Washington has a very solid and strong offense, minus the offensive line. Brian Robinson, I like Brian Robinson a lot. I like him a lot more than I like Antonio Gibson because of his running ability. I mean, he does a better job running into contact, in my opinion, than Antonio Gibson. And he's more and he's been more effective this season than Antonio Gibson. As for Washington's offense, we have to get a tight end. I, I, I still like Logan Thomas, but at the same time, he's getting up there in age. And durability has been a question or concern about him. So is he the type of guy I want for the next two or three years? No. I, if I'm Washington, I got to find a, a tight end in the draft. Now, we're not we're not going to get like a Brock Bowers, who's going to be the first tight end taken off the board. And he's a bona fide top five, top 10 pick in the 2024 NFL draft. I don't see Washington doing that. I don't see us getting that. Um, but I do see us probably finishing 17th, 18th in the draft. And whoever's out there available, particularly on offensive line or DBs, that's just somebody that we're just going to have to get. But I do think we need to get better tight ends. And then you look at our defense. I don't care what anyone says. We still have a really solid 
not not more than solid, excellent, great front line, our D line. I mean, you have Deron Payne, you have Montez Sweat, you have Chase Young, you have Jonathan Allen. You got a lot of guys, Pro Bowl caliber guys. You know, Jonathan Allen, I think he's made the Pro Bowl. Deron Payne made the Pro Bowl last year. Chase Young has made the Pro Bowl. Montez Sweat, I do think Montez Sweat is capable of having double-digit sacks this season. He Right now, I think he leads the commanders as far as having the most sacks this season. He still has like, what, four and a half sacks? So we can win. Uh, so we have the defense. We got some guys who could get after the quarterback. Our problem on defense, I think it's primarily our corners. Remember, Jeremy Reeves and Derek Forrest are, out, uh, are on injured reserve. Jeremy Reeves, who made the Pro Bowl last year, first team All-Pro, partially torn his ACL. We don't know if he's going to come back this season. And as far as with Derek, uh, Derek Forrest, still, we, we don't know when is he going to come back. So defense, our D-line is there. I do think we need to address the linebacker core a little bit more. But our secondary, man, we got to get some difference makers on our secondary. Emmanuel Forbes, like I said before, man, I mean, he he's nice. He's okay. But, and even though he's out for the rest of the season, I would love to have Christian Gonzalez. Before the injury, before Christian Gonzalez was out for the rest of the season, he was balling. Definitely in the discussion as far as defensive rookie of the year. And again, Washington, I just felt like they just why draft Forbes over Gonzalez. But again, I, I but again, that's on Washington. Is there still time for us to turn around our season? I mean, yeah. I mean, we got the Giants on the road. They're one in five. Then next week, then after next week, we got the Eagles, but it's at home. Then we go then after that we got the Patriots on the road. Now we after that we go on the road to the Seahawks. We have the Giants at home. We have the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Then we also have the Dolphins. Then we also have the Rams, the Dolphins at home, the Rams on the road. Then we have the Jets. And we've seen what the Jets have done so far against elite quarterbacks, Allen, Mahomes, and to a lesser extent Jalen Hurts. Then we got the 49ers. Then we got the Cowboys. The same 49ers that lost to the Cleveland Browns without Deshaun Watson and without Nick Chubb. So is there hope for Washington to turn it around and compete and make a playoff spot? I still have this team finishing 8-9 and nine this season. I don't see them winning the division. I still stand by my prediction. I do think Dallas will win the division because when is it that a team in that division has won it back-to-back -back years? 
So when you look at the commanders, after the Giants this week, the Eagles, the Patriots, they should beat the Patriots. On the road to the Seahawks. Then they have a home game against the Giants. They go on the road to the Cowboys Thanksgiving Day. Then home game against the Dolphins. On the road against the Rams. On the road against the Jets. Home against the Niners. And home against the Cowboys to finish the 2023-2024 season. So I don't see Washington... Finishing the season 9-8 as my boy Chad Pryor said because I had him on the show and he predicted that Washington should finish second in the in the division. I think that the commanders at best will finish third and finish the season 8-9. and nine. I still have them 8-9 and nine. and when that happens, I see Ron Rivera, I see Jack Del Rio walking out the door. And I see major changes with this organization. And I do see a possibility that Eric Bieniemy could be the next head coach for the commanders. That's what I see. Um, game ball for yesterday's game. I want to give game ball. Thought about long and hard. I thought about giving it to Sam Howell for how well he played, but I want to give it to somebody different from the Commanders. And game ball goes to Casey Tuhill. He in that game he had two sacks, he had one tackle for loss. I mean, the way he was getting after the quarterback, he played very solid yesterday. So I'm going to give KC Tuhill game ball of that game on defense. And on offense, I'm going to give it to Sam Howell. Considering the fact that he's still getting constantly sacked and harassed by the defensive line and how he still holds on to the football too long. I still think what Sam Howell did as far as not making, not committing any turnovers, playing sharp, Playing poise, look poised. I think that speaks for itself. So, those are my game balls. Casey Tuhill, two sacks yesterday. Also with Sam Howell with the three touchdowns and the no interceptions, and how Eric Bieniemy and the offense was running smoothly. So I was very pleased with that performance. But anyway, folks, that concludes the rest of Commander's Demand. It's your boy, Sports PSP. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast. Please go like and subscribe to the Grid Network. And also, please like and subscribe to the Sports PSP podcast. It's your boy, Sports PSP. Go check out um, Wednesday night for Commander's Demand, 9.30 p.m. on the Grid Network. I will give my predictions regarding the New York Giants game and so much more. But anyway... It's your boy, Sports PSP. Enjoy the rest of your Monday evening, and God bless.